Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Health Disparities Podcast, conversations about health disparities with people who are working to eliminate them across the country. I am your host, Dr. Bonnie Simpson-Mason, and this week we are recording our conversations at the National Harbor in Maryland, where we are enjoying a program of speakers and workshops at the annual Movement is Life Caucus. Over the last year, Movement is Life has begun running a series of our grassroots health programs called Operation Change in both rural and urban settings in the U.S. We are delighted to have leaders from these programs here with us at the caucus who are going to share their experiences with us here for the podcast. So right now, I'm happy and so proud to introduce Ms. Darlene Donegan, who is from the St. Louis, Missouri Operation Change Program. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So we're just going to start off with you telling us a little bit about um, the program in St. Louis. How many years has it been running? How many participants did you have? And where did you pull them from? Okay. So this is the first year for Operation Change in the St. Louis area. Okay. We started with 47 women. And this Saturday, tomorrow, we'll be graduating our first group, and our cohort is of 33 to end the program. We pull from a number of sources, mainly word of mouth. So we did flyers, we did mailings, we um, had some advertising on social media, but a lot of the leaders are active in the community and so that was a great source of participants is from just the word of mouth from those leaders. Okay, now where do you host the St. Louis Operation Chain? It's hosted at the New Northside Conference Center, which is affiliated with New Northside Baptist Church okay. in North St. Louis City. My role is lead motivational interviewer. There we go. And I'm also a member of the executive team. So I'm part of the leadership, but my actual title is lead motivational interviewer. Okay. Well, this is this is important for us to have this conversation with you because we know there are three components to the operation change yeah. uh, intervention or program. Yes. You want to cover those three parts for us? Yes. So we have expert speakers that come in and provide health literacy to our ladies. The second component is motivational interviewing. And the third component is movement or exercise. Excellent. So tell us, you know, we've used the term motivational interviewing in our other operation change uh, interviews or conversations. What is this motivational interviewing and why is it so important? But we also know it's actually probably one of the most effective components and points of differentiation making operation change so successful. So especially with you being the lead motivational interviewer, um, tell us what it is and why it's so good. Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> motivational interviewing is the groundwork in which we really can bring about change. Okay. So motivational interviewing allows the cohort to be separated into smaller pods or groups of women and collectively they get to share, communicate, and learn from each other's experience. So it has a look and a feel of 
like a group. You mean like a coaching group? Like a coaching group. Okay. But it's not where you have a leader which is dictating what takes place. Oh. It's more of a facilitation of conversations amongst ladies that have similar backgrounds and experiences that lead to one, a sharing of experiences so they don't feel isolated. This is my experience, no one can relate to me. And two, it helps build a support network sure. because when initiating change, one of the key components is having that support. Yes. And so motivational interviewing brings all the information they learn from the expert speakers and what they learn from the movement to this group in which they can share, learn, and grow together in that supportive, loving environment. I, I love that, and I can see why that would be so transformational. So what are some of the things you've heard discussed in the small group? You don't have to name names, oh. but you know we want to hear some examples, or maybe someone who is really, where you could tell the motivational interviewing really made a difference for you. Yes, well, we give all of our groups names. So my group is the Rays of Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And it's so beautiful. It's so many people that I can discuss that have been moved and transformed by motivational interviewing. But I'm going to talk about one particular lady. She is in her 70s. She is very active. But she has heard constantly from her doctor, you have to get rid of the salt. She did not understand why. She didn't understand what was the long-term consequences of having that excessive salt intake in her diet. Mm -hmm. So even though she was moving and she had some awareness, the expert speakers helped to make her aware of the long-term effects of that high sodium diet. Sure, sure. But the motivational interviewing gave her that support. So, and it also led to accountability. Cause once Ooh, you told us that you're gonna good. make a change, we're going to check to make sure that change is really happening. Okay. So I would say about week 12 or 13, she came to the motivational interviewing group and said, I had my doctor dancing around the office. I was like, Okay, what'd you do to your doctor? <laughs> and so she shared, when I went in, I did the breathing techniques before he took my blood pressure to make sure that I didn't have elevated blood pressure. Oh, nice. So my blood pressure was very low, and I had lost weight. And that's why. And she said, I had to do everything so I wouldn't dance around that office as well. Aww. She was so excited, and the doctor was so excited because this is something... He's been advocating for a long time, Absolutely. but through the program, she really embraced it. And was able to see change. And, and then there she was empowered and yes. probably wants to participate mm -hmm. even more. Absolutely. And she empowered other women by sharing that story. There we go. There we go. Get that positive reinforcement. Absolutely. empowering others. I love it. So, and it sounds like um, you were able... So, so that sounds like an increase in health literacy, too. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And we know that's an important component of, of bringing the expert speakers in. Did you bring in speakers to address health literacy, or you work with the speakers ahead of time to say, make sure that this is at a level, that you're presenting information at a level that is digestible 
for our participants? How did you address the health literacy component? Okay, so one thing about operation change, which is unique, that I think is very important, that is specifically for African-American women of 45 years or older. Okay. So we made sure that our speakers were African-American women who were in the age range in which our participants are. So they naturally had that historical context on how to relate sure. and present to the group. Okay. So we didn't have to educate or inform the speakers, they already had the context and the knowledge to present to the women in a way that was informative, that was appropriate for the population, and that was actually embraced because it's someone that looks like me presenting to me. Exactly, exactly. So I think, so you're saying there was the race concordance, there was the gender concordance, but also the the cultural, exactly. right? The cultural concordance as well that lended yeah. uh, to the program, yes. you know, an ease of digestion, right? Yes. And, 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 an, and adoption, absolutely. right? Of recommendations. Absolutely. So the one component, because we evaluate each component of the program okay. every week, and the speakers have, beyond our expectations, always got positive evaluations from all the women. We have never had any of the participants in evaluation of the speakers say anything negative or disheartening about any. It's actually, I've learned, I've grown, uh, they have exposed me to things that I wasn't even aware of. And they're taking that information to their families, to their communities. Well, I love that. So share with us some of the topics that the speakers covered, because I don't think we've talked about that in any of our other sessions. So just right off the top of your head. Okay. I, mean, I know you had 18 weeks, so maybe yes. just a few. No, there's one speaker that continues to come up in the motivational interviewings throughout the whole 18 weeks. Okay. And this particular um, speaker spoke on boundaries, setting clear Ooh. boundaries. And this was so profound <laughs> for our population because as African-American women, we're so giving. It's a giving of our time, our energy to families. Most of these women are the matriarchs sure. of their families. So boundaries is something that they hadn't looked at and how it relates to their health. Mm. So <laughs> that was so powerful. And it continued to come up in, in the whole 18 weeks. And she came in maybe the fourth or fifth week early, on. In the, early in the program. But that particular speaker, and she was one of our younger speakers. She was in her late 30s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she really, in a realistic professional manner talked about boundaries, setting boundaries, and the consequences for us when we don't. Yes, yes. And I don't think many of us have given ourselves permission to think about uh, setting boundaries, the benefits of it, yes. and how we've actually been living most of our lives by not setting the boundaries. Exactly. So that's what everybody related to, right? Exactly. Yes. That's it. That's so it. that sounds like a core presentation that all of the mm -hmm. Operation Change locations should have because we heard that also mm -hmm. from um, our program director from the um, one of our uh, Hispanic sites. Yes. That um, 
the Latina population mm-hmm. also does not set boundaries and yes. it's not self it's not self care first, right. it's self care last, if at all. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and any other presentations ring a bell or hit home with the participants? Yes. We it's so many. I'm sure. I'm sure to so make it top three. Right. Okay, so, so boundaries. So boundaries was a powerful one. We also had a conversation on the historical choices that black families made with food nice. and its impact nice. on our health. Yes. Like going all the way back to slavery. Yes. And the foods that were offered or that you had access to and what impact it had on the health and how that has been transmitted through generations and the effect that it still has to this day. Yes. And the speaker was so very clear and spoke on it on a level where everybody could really have that aha moment. Right, right. Because we've all, well, well, that's how we grew up. Yes. Right. Eating eating certain foods and not even understanding why fully. Exactly. Exactly. And she took it all the way back to slavery. I would have loved to have heard that one too. <laughs> it was oh powerful. Right. All the way and brought it to 2019. That's awesome. Yes. Completely awesome. Okay. And maybe one more. Okay. This is good. Our very last speaker spoke on understanding the Medicaid, Medicare process. Ooh. That was very enlightening, even for people who are not at that stage in life where they're about to, you know, embrace on that journey. But to understand like the nuances of it and to understand that there are programs that the state has to provide to assist people in making these choices so that individuals who are choosing plans will choose the plans that's best for them. Okay. Instead of trying to navigate through a lot of information and understanding there are some entities who are paid to try to bring you into their program, but the state provides programs to assist individuals that is not affiliated with anyone. So clarification of that complex process, I think could benefit every person. Yes. So that sounds like, you know, that is, that's improving access. Exactly. To care. Exactly. Because you now you know how to navigate through or have more information about navigating through that complex system. Yes. And we've had several participants that were mother, daughter, they came into the program together. So even if the daughter may not be at that stage, she's working with the mother who is at that point receiving Medicare, receiving Medicaid assistance and to help navigate that that process. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. So what recommendations as we close would you have for other organizations or communities who wanna start an operation change program in, in their area? Um, because this is your first year. So think yes. back to the startup yeah. uh, and planning. Yeah. What recommendations would you have for them? Because it just sounds so beneficial in so many locations across the country. Yeah. I, I know it is for sure. Yes. I would say plan early mm-hmm. and really put a lot of attention into the speakers that you select. Choosing speakers that speak to the demographics that you're serving. Mm-hmm. I would say our program is in the community in which we want to serve. So we specifically chose that location 
so that individuals will feel like this is my program, it's in my community, it's more buy-in as opposed to I'm going somewhere outside of my community mm. to get access. Mm -hmm. So that was very important. We housed it in a facility affiliated with the church, but it was non-denominational. Okay. So people who participated were of various faiths okay. and belief systems. So having the program really be open and not be tied to a specific denomination. Okay. I think that was important. helpful as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I love all of, I mean, all of your best practices you're telling us about today. We really appreciate um, hearing from you and I'm sure our listeners are going to be encouraged and hopefully some wheels are turning about, wow, maybe we can implement an operation change mm -hmm. program here. And I'm sure if you have any questions, if people have questions, you know, they want to reach out to you. you. They can reach out to us and we can put them in contact with you. Beautiful. Did you, did you see that? I, I just did. gave you some work. Yes. Without, okay, without That's permission. Right. Okay. This work needs to be done. Absolutely. So Absolutely. more than happy Absolutely. to reach out and to share. Absolutely. Yeah. So between the motivational interviewing, really just being the, the, the point that, or the part of the program that makes this different, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, making sure that um, health literacy needs are met. Yes. I love that. And making sure that the program is community centered and yes. centric, right? So yes. that this is an inclusive, that's it. That's being very intentional about being inclusive exactly. of the program. So exactly. I love that. Yes. It builds a natural empathetic component to the program without mm. trying to create it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That is huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge because it feels inauthentic if I'm trying to create empathy as opposed to having a shared history, background, and an understanding of who I'm serving, then I'm naturally empathetic. This is incredible. That's why I love interviewing smart people because you just <laughs> nailed that home for everybody listening, including me. I love that. Well, thank you so much, you. Um, everyone. This has been Darlene Donegan from the Operation Change location in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Time and insights today. Love it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the Health Disparities Podcast. Join us again at movementislifecaucus.com or you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. New episodes post every two weeks and look out for our special series featuring additional thought leaders from our partner organizations across the country who are working to decrease healthcare disparities and increase health equity with passion and purpose. Thank you so much. Thank you. 